Welcome to the Live Pacific Northwest podcast. I'm the real Matt Brown. I'm a father, a husband, and multiple business owner. I thrive in helping folks find the environments, habits, and philosophies that will build the foundation for the lives they've always wanted to live. So let's get at it. Do you have words or phrases, mantras, uh, maybe personal slogans that you keep with you in order to remind you of who you are? Uh, maybe it's a sticky note on your computer. Maybe it's a, a note that's inside your, your wallet, or maybe it's a piece of art that you have on your wall. You know, for us, we have a, a print at the Great North, and it says, work hard and be nice to people. It's our daily reminder that like those two things are really all that matters for what it's going to take for our shop to be successful. For me personally, I have some that have been going back for decades. One, especially if you know me, many people will say, yeah, I've heard it before, which is show honor where honors do. For me, it's very important that I'm a person that says, hey, I learned this from this person and they're incredible for it. Or to be able to call somebody out and say, hey, whether I like them personally or not, they did this for us and we're better for it. Another one that is a big one for me, which is if you're going to do something, do it with heart or not at all. Now, these phrases, um, and we're going to get into it a little bit more, but these phrases are kind of uh, call outs for the type of person that I want to be. And today's podcast is going to be talking about the difference between these call outs, which I say are actual resolutions and goals. If you're anything like me, you're getting uh, emails, you're going to see your social media blown up, you're seeing your news feed all about setting goals for the new year and how to stick to it. Well, I think it's a little bit bigger than um, simply saying, well, I'm going to accomplish this thing, I'm going to do this thing. I think first, on a high level, we have to say what kind of person we're going to be. Then from there, we can set the goals that reinforce this. So today's whole episode, uh, we're going to talk about three major points. Number one, resolution versus goals, willpower versus opportunity, and finally, you versus your calendar. If we can make it through these three things, I think we're going to have a better chance at setting ourselves up for the full success of 2019. So before I go any further, let's step back and define resolutions versus goals. Resolutions have to do with things that you want to be. Whereas goals have to do with things that you want to accomplish. If we're wise, our goals will empower our resolutions. In our house, we've simplified a few things that we believe that as Browns, we want to be. If you ask my kids, what's it mean to be a Brown? They'll tell you these three things. Number one, we look out after people that are smaller than us. So my daughter looks out after her brother and she looks out after our dog and our cat and her little brother looks out after the dog and the cat, and mama looks after uh, Isla and Hudson and so on, we all are looking out for everybody that we can. The second thing that they will tell you is that if we fall down, we get back up. This is just kind of a reminder, something that they can say to themselves over and over again, that when things hurt, as a brown, we overcome it. The other thing, and I think this is probably my favorite, which is just simply this. We run towards things that are hard. We play this game where when we watch TV um, uh, or movies, the kids call out when uh, the main character makes uh, chooses the hard way or the easy way. And they can get points, and with the points, then they get an extra prize at the end of the night, which is almost always like snacks, gummy bears, something like that. Um, but it gets them constantly thinking about There are positive consequences for going the hard way, as well as sometimes some things just aren't worth it. But they're talking about it. They say it. 
If you ask them, seriously, in person, they'll tell these things back to you. Now let's take a step back from the family side of things and talk about business. I have three resolutions that I put into place at the beginning of 2018 that I'm actually going to carry over as my resolution still for 2019. This is actually a good sign that says I picked something that actually was relevant and is on the path that I want to be uh, in my business. So the three things that I chose at the beginning of 2018 were, number one, I was going to be relentlessly ambitious. Number two, I was going to be generous of spirit. And number three, I was going to outpro the pros. Now there's backup phrases that go with each of these things. So like when I say I'm going to be relentlessly ambitious, it means that I will work a deal until it gets done. I won't back off of it. I will be like a dog with a bone until I get the outcome that's best for my clients. That That's just one kind of hyper example, but I can sum that up and tell myself, Matt, are you being relentlessly ambitious right now? Now, why is this important? Because I have all these goals, these things that I want to accomplish through the year, and each of those things need to actually play to the resolutions that I set for what kind of business owner uh, I'm going to be. Now, when we talk about goals, we're talking about things that we want to accomplish, right? So for me, I always look at the what did I do the year before and what is reasonable for me to assume that if I work hard, I can accomplish in this coming year. Now, I don't just stop there. I actually take whatever that is and try to push harder. That's part of my resolution to be relentlessly ambitious. So, for example, if I believe that I can do 24 deals this year, I'm going to say that's not good enough. Let's double it and aim for 48 goals. Now, again, relentlessly ambitious. It doesn't mean that I'm going to make it but I'm going to fight and strive for the thing that is really outside of my reach. And I'm going to go for that. Other goals of mine include um, just building myself up so that I can outpro the pros. So for example, last year, my goal was that I would read two books a month. I actually averaged uh, uh, closer to three books a month. So what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to say, well, can I get to four books a month? And in that, pushing myself and growing myself, can I make myself better for my clients and out pro all the best in the game? I think that uh, I can, so that's the goal that I put, but four books, that's a lot of time. That's a lot of me zooming in and focusing and saying I, it is absolutely critical that I keep learning. Another goal of mine is that I was going to communicate more. Number one, I'm going to use video, like right now, uh, I'm videoing this podcast, but I'm also going to try and release a podcast every single week of the entire year. I've already ran into a hiccup with that because week one, my silliness, I ran my very first half marathon and nearly died. Okay, I didn't nearly die, but my feet got torn up and so I wasn't really able to stand very well until today. Um, on top of that, I got a cold, you can probably hear it in my throat, and it slowed me down. So my goal now is to get caught up. Can I do two more this week so that I can stay on pace? 52 podcasts, that's a huge goal for somebody who only did three last year, and they weren't very long, and they weren't that elaborate. So taking those goals and connecting it to outproing the pros, being generous of spirit, I'll talk about that in a sec, um, and being relentlessly ambitious. 
Generous in spirit, what does that mean? That means that I give my time to other people. I'm choosing that this year I'm going to mentor others more than I did last year, as well as whenever anybody calls up and says, hey, can we talk? I got some things I'm processing and I want to uh, throw them by you. I'm going to make myself available. Now, that's not super easy for me because I'm an introvert. And so I actually have to like rally and remind myself generosity is spirit. If you take care of other people, you're going to build a community that's going to take care of you. So those things, they all push into my greater resolutions, but they're just ways for me to go, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. They're points that as I accomplish them, now I need to set a new goal. Okay. Um, how can I push further in those things? So let's move on to the second point of the day. If you, I'm sure that you now get and are with me on what resolutions are, something we want to be, versus goals, something that we want to accomplish. Um, with that said, now we need to talk about this other piece, which is willpower versus opportunity. People say, man, I'm just like, I'm not as disciplined as you. Uh, I can't get up at five in the morning every day. I can't go to the gym as much. I can't do these things. And I go, I don't feel like I'm that disciplined. And I've actually really wrestled with this. I try to create habits and I try to um, do the same things every day just so that I don't have to think about it so that they kind of fall in line like dominoes tipping one over the other, right? So instead of me thinking like, oh, I have the willpower to do it, I just do it because that's what I do. Last year, uh, two, two books came out, my two favorite books of the entire year. Number one was Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins phenomenal book. And the second one was called Willpower Doesn't Work by Benjamin Hardy. Now these two books are talking about the same idea. How do you accomplish great things? And they come at it from completely different points. David Goggins, for example, uh, Navy SEAL, uh, ultra marathon runner, crazy, crazy the things that he has accomplished, will say it's about discipline. You have to force yourself to do it. Benjamin Hardy would say, well, you can say you're going to have discipline, but the truth is what makes great people great is they actually created the opportunities for themselves to be great. For example, you want to lose weight. Well, when you go to the grocery store, don't buy things that are bad for you so that you won't have them in the fridge. And when you're feeling weak, you can't actually reach for them. You want to cut back on booze, don't have the booze in your house. I think that the difference, though subtle, and I think their, their end game is to get at the same point, is one says it's, it's, your, it's your self-will to get through, whereas the other one is saying create environments that actually push you or help you accomplish those things so you don't have to rely on your willpower at all. It just sort of happens. Now, I'm not sure really which one's more accurate, but being a, a guy who has to say, well, if I don't want to be like those people, I can't spend time with those people. Or um, if I don't want to, um, oh, I can't think of anything. I, if I'm, if I'm going to get healthier, right? It's not good enough for me to say, well, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week. No, like I literally have to set alarms, put out my clothes the night before and uh, make sure that there's some sort of accountability that gets me there in the morning when it's so hard to, to get out and get going. So what's the easiest form of accountability? Now, this is uh, leads us into the third point um, that I wanted to make with this podcast, which is simply you versus your calendar. 
you on your own are not as strong as a calendar with alerts that constantly harasses you. Everybody that has a smartphone now can carry accountability around with them without having to bother their friends or count on their friends' willpower to remember to say, hey, you didn't get to the gym this morning. Your calendar can do those things for you. If I want to be a person who releases a podcast every single week, I put that in my calendar. Why? Because me on my own, I know that, number one, I will not remember to do it. Things happen. Life pops up. I got two little kids. I got a bunch of animals and I have multiple businesses. These things distract from the end game all the time. The other thing is, if I don't put it in my calendar, I actually won't see the holes in my plan. So as I mentioned, you know, I just ran a half marathon last week and uh, there was a 12 week training plan for that. That 12 week training plan helped me prepare and get little increments closer and closer to being able to run 13 miles. For a person who had only previously ever run three miles and hated it every second, I needed that. By putting everything into a calendar that I know that on Tuesdays I'm gonna run this far, on Wednesdays I'm gonna run this far, and it's gonna be a different run than the day before, then I know that I am doing everything I can to prepare. The other thing about you versus your calendar is that you won't build momentum without it. You won't get the cascading effect that happens with repetition and doing it again and again and again at the same time so that they become second nature to you. Things that you don't have to actually think about, you just start doing it because you're a person who is healthy. You're a person who works hard. You're a person who connects every week at the same time with your clients because that's what you do on Tuesdays. That's why I say it's so important to use the calendar, right? Your calendar uh, will keep everything front of mind because it doesn't forget. Your calendar won't be nice to you on the days that you don't feel like it. Your bad days suddenly become easier because your calendar is like, hey, punk, get out of bed. Hey, you need to do this thing. Hey, you said you would take care of these things. You said that you would walk the dog on these days. You would take the kids to the park on these days. It will do that and it won't go, oh, you had a hard day. You know what? Kick back, watch TV. Instead, it will very robotically, because that's what it is, tear you a new one if you set it up. And that's the thing is... Does it take some sort of discipline to set it up? Yeah, stop what you're doing right now and set some things in your calendar that you're going to do every single week. That's the only part, no one can do that for you. But once it's in there and it's in your calendar, it's gonna buzz at you. Your phone's gonna go off and it's gonna remind you that's what you're supposed to do. Or if you're like me, in the morning, you're gonna review your day and you're gonna see what you're supposed to do. <clears throat> Sorry about the coughing fit there. Still trying to get over the cold. I'm going to wrap all this up by just saying one thing. There's no superheroes that are actually just magically more disciplined than you are. There are people who have trained their minds. That's straight from David Goggins' book. They've trained their minds to be hard when they need it to be. There are people who have laid out their lives in a way that puts everything where they want it to be so that they can be the person that they want to be. You want to be uh, known as a truth teller? Don't hang out with liars. You want to be known as somebody who is the first one in the door every day? Then you're going to need to change your morning routine so you can do that without fail.
You want to be known as the person who stays longer than everyone else or works harder than everyone else? Put the things in place. Maybe it's a calendar reminder that says at, that goes off at 4.50. You're supposed to get off at 5. At 4.50, it says drink a glass of water. You're staying until 5.30. I don't know. But whatever it is, let it be something that empowers the resolutions you put in place. Again, mine were to be relentlessly ambitious, to go bigger than, than I think that I can, to be generous of spirit and to give of my resources to other people, and to outpro the pros. When I see somebody who does things better than I do, how can I up my game and outclass them at it? I hope that this helps you live your life so that you can live Pacific Northwest.